Good morning, good evening, wherever you are in the world. Whenever you are in the world, this is Adam Harrison from the Handcrafted Guitar Builder, and today I'm here with Scott Osborne from Dirty Bird Guitars. <laughs> I G'day, love Adam. G'day, mate. Mate, I absolutely love that name. Where the hell does that name come from? <laughs> it's funny because the nickname for KFC in Australia is the Dirty Bird, <laughs> and it's sort of like a indulgence. You know, it's no good for you, but you, you do it anyway. And I sort of, I have that with guitar. You know you shouldn't buy another one. You know you shouldn't build another one, but you do it anyway. So hence the name. Well, that's it, matey. That's, the first thing I'm going to ask you uh, is where can the listeners find you? If they want to check out what you're doing, where can they actually uh, find you? Well, the best place to go is Facebook. Um, just look for Dirty Bird Guitars Australia and you will find me. Very cool, man. Uh, we're just going to pause for two seconds, sorry. Yeah, sorry. We paused just for a moment because the, uh, the, the, the shortest member of the, um, of the Birdwood Guitars team has been whining and whimpering. Um, so we're going to need to put up with Prince just a little bit, if that's okay with the, uh, with the listening public. And, of course, uh, Scott, I hope that's okay. No problem, um, mate. We're just going no to do the interview, play ball, and I'll just hide the ball as much as I can because it gets him wandering around and having a look at having a look at as many things as he possibly can. Uh, no worries. <laughs> this is the this is all the fun part of being a small time small time guitar builder slash luthier. Um, what do you call yourself? Uh, a hack. Someone who has fun. Sounds... I don't really. I'm not a I'm not a luthier at all. Um, I don't claim to be. I'm just someone who likes what he does and and. Sometimes other people do too. Right, mate, that's, I think that's, that's about it. I think that's the best thing in the world. I think that's the best thing in the world. It's, uh, it's, yeah. I think a lot of people get um, get caught up in that whole, um, you know, in the whole debate of, of what a luthier actually is. It's someone who makes lutes, and I've never made a lute in my life. Um. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I think you'd have to actually be a full time professional to call yourself by that name. Yeah. Um. And those guys, you know, compared to or even some of the guys that you see on the internet uh, through some Facebook pages, the work that they do is just incredible. And I wouldn't put myself in that league. I would put myself in someone who does it for fun and yeah. and and hopefully gives people what they want. I think it's a little different though, because it's the, looking at the pictures of the guitars that you've been doing, especially the um, the, uh, the 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 not the Angus Young. What was it? The um... Malcolm, oh, Young. The Malcolm, the Malcolm, the Malcolm yeah. Young guitar, which is looking absolutely fantastic. If you got someone who was a violin maker to make that, I'm sure they wouldn't, they wouldn't be able to do as good as good a job <laughs> well, as you. Well, that is you know? true. That is true. Yeah. So uh, I think, yeah, but I think I think a full time professional would probably knock it up in about a week instead of six months. <laughs> <laughs> 
So one of the, one of the great things that I love doing on this podcast is actually talking to people who are who build for a passion, who build because they love um, building guitars and making mm. guitars. And yep. you know, obviously, you know, you've got this. This for you is a, is a side project. It's a hobby business. Of course, yes. Yeah, yeah. And your 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 main gig is a, you've got a main nine to five gig as well. So yeah, I do. Yep. Yeah. How do you find the time? Sorry, well, I'm just going to say mostly, we're diverging off the an, questions. Mostly of I said mostly of an evening. <laughs> yep. Uh, I'm very lucky. I've got a, a very big shed. It's 108 square meters, and it's under. It's mostly underground, under, underneath my house. Yep. Um. So I've got a whole section dedicated to it, so I don't need to pack anything up, pack it anything away. I can just walk away from it. So usually after we've had dinner, uh, all my kids are um, like my youngest is 18 now, so she's at uni. And my wife's a GP, so she's always either studying or <laughs> working. Um, so after we had dinner together, she usually does a couple of hours of study or um, her own relaxation. And this is my relaxation. I um, come down, come downstairs, and, and fiddle. That's the best thing in the world to do. Best thing in the world to do, isn't it? You know, it's, and it does mean that you don't you don't have any time constraints. You don't have people knocking in. That I, I suppose getting to because of where I am, that's something that I'm starting to miss now. Because I'm, I'm I'm at a point where I'm I'm now getting getting those kind of you know those messages on the on the on the phone. How's a guitar coming? How's a guitar coming? Is it? Yeah. Ever, is yeah, it? You know. Yeah. Well, I did have that with Malcolm's owner. Yeah. Um, and then um, so it was getting getting a bit silly. Yeah. Um, and the fun was starting to go out of that. But however, then he had a he is a high flying businessman. Yeah. Uh, he had a, a deal, something come up, and he's been in Singapore for a couple of months, so everything just stopped because he went off to make a couple of squillion dollars doing something else. Yeah. And good luck to him. And so that's <laughs> given me some uh, breathing time. Yeah. But I don't like to. Um, it sounds a bit crazy. I don't like to do this the one guitar day in day out. Yeah. Um, because I get a bit frustrated with it if I'm struggling with struggling with ideas or struggling with um, a finish, you know. Um, and I've got a few guys in the business who I like to bounce my ideas off, who are just masters of what they do, uh, especially in paint finishes. Yeah. Um, so you know, if, if I'm struggling with it, I'll just leave it. I'll just I'll just sit it there on the shelf. And and I've got a couple of projects of my own. You know that I haven't touched in a few. Well, probably, I was looking at one there, which is a Telecaster that I haven't touched probably six months. Yeah. Um, and look, I've got a buyer for it, but he's in no hurry. He's a Telecaster collector. Yeah, all right, right. <laughs> and he he saw it uh, in in the guys that's in now, which the body is ninety percent complete and the neck's complete. Yeah. And he just said, uh, "How much are you gonna sell that for?" I told him the price, and he said, "When it's ready, ring me. I'll buy." It. Wow. And that was the end of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. What what is so, this fascination with Telecasters? It's um, it, you know, for, I suppose for years and years and years, I like you know when I was young in the eighties, the idea of mm. a Telecaster was absolutely abhorrent. I, like I couldn't I couldn't imagine of anything worse than owning a Telecaster. It's um, yeah, uh, I, I was the same. Yeah. I've never I've never actually owned one myself. Yeah. Um, this one that I'm that I'm doing is well, I was going to keep it for myself. Yeah. But this guy wants it, so it's actually made out of um. Um, old Australian, an old Australian um, uh, hardwood fence. Oh wow! Yeah, so yeah. I just yeah. collected the wood um, and stripped it all down, and then uh, layered it uh, in different angles and glued it all together, and then shaped it. And it's 
it's hard work working with Australian hardwood because oh, it's so hard. That's a killer. It's a killer. Yeah. It's a killer. And it takes a long time. Like I um, was cutting out the, the horn with the jigsaw and, and actually the jigsaw blew up my hands. Oh, yeah. It was <laughs> working yeah, that yeah. hard. Yeah, I'm worried about my router. I've, I've got a hand router yeah. at the moment and I've been, yes. been working with some some wood at the moment and it's just you know how you get sparks on the inside yeah and, you, and yeah and, and when it's just you're just giving it just that little bit that little bit too much and you can smell it you, you can smell it you think whoa all right back off yeah that started <laughs> happening to me and i was almost at the end of it and kept going and then it sort of burst into flames in my head <laughs> <laughs> i've done that to a drill as well so <laughs> I've, got, I've got form there but getting back to your original question yeah. i actually don't know i mean, the, i was never a fan of the shape of a Telecaster, mm. but I always loved the tone. Yep. Um, like this one, my goal is to get the, I'm not sure how to pronounce his last name, it's Richie Colson or Klotson or um, he's in uh, Winery oh. Dogs. Oh, Richie Kotson, uh, Kotson. yeah. I think Kotson, yeah, Kotson, yeah. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he's, the, the tone he has is phenomenal and I've got the pickups he uses. I know a lot of tones in the fingers, but if I can make it as close as I can, so the the person who plays it mm. can achieve can achieve that sound, they'll be the, the owner will be very very happy yeah. with it, and I'll be stoked that that I've achieved what I wanted to. Yeah, well, I think Richie Cotson, when he first started out with um, uh, Shrapnel Record, Records, I think he was um, I think he was a, he played with a pick, and then he he stopped playing with a pick, and he went to yeah, um, no, he doesn't play with a pick. He's like Lindsay Buckingham; he doesn't mm. play with a pick. Mm. It's just some of the speed, that, the, the speed that, it's like that guy off, um, uh, I can't remember his name now, because I'm talking about it, you know, um, the guy off Reverb, who does mm. the reviews, he just, he, he's a finger picker as well, um, that's, yeah. just, that's yeah. just, that's just incredible, I'm trying to get better at it myself, because I, I, I build, like, as, as a lot, my listeners know, most of, the, uh, most of the guitars that I buy, uh, build, um, I build a lot of, um, uh, cigar box guitars and things like that, and I'm trying to, and yes. I really have focused on now even with electric guitars playing a lot more without the pick um yeah yeah i find when i play acoustic sometimes i'll i'll drop the pick deliberately because i want that more subtle sound and not and not that hard pick sound but the, you know I, I mean if if i could play as well as i could build i'd be um a gazillionaire yeah <laughs> and, I, and I'm, i don't consider myself an excellent builder <laughs> But um, I certainly don't consider myself an excellent player. Uh, I, yeah, I, I think I don't know. It's there's only so many hours. There's only so many hours in a day, isn't there? And, and there's only so there there's only so much playing you can do, mm. so much building, and then on top of that, you've you know you've got work. Um, yeah, it's, so my musical career was ninety percent as a singer. Yeah. Um, like in the eighties, ending high school, I was in a like uh, like an eighties rock band like yeah mostly a cover band we had a few originals mostly a cover band and mm. um and basically i played acoustic guitar on every rose has its thorn and a couple of others yeah the rest of the time my job was to sing <laughs> and and um I, I could actually play drums better than i could sing uh, better than i could play guitar well, but, well um, this has got to bring up this has got to bring up one of the questions i, I really wanted to ask you uh, to start with which is with all of that, and it's a good segue into the question, actually, it's how did you get into building guitars? Oh, well, I'm a massive Van Halen fan. 
absolutely massive Van Halen fan. Like I've got every thing that Van Halen has ever released. T-shirt, you name it. I got it all. Um, and the you know the, the haters will all hate, but I'm a massive Semi Hagar fan. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, and who I discovered through Van Halen. I've got all Sammy's back catalogues, and uh, you know, and and I wish they were still together, but it, mm. that's just the way it is. But all right, all right, hang on. I've got to hit you with the question then. If you're going to yeah. say that, who do you prefer, Hagar, Hagar, or um, Sammy Hagar, or, or David Lee Roth? I will say that when I'm playing my CDs, I will play Hagar more. Yep. But only just. Like I, I, I'm not one of the. I'm so, I'm so much of a bench sitter on that, and and the haters that hate Hagar, I, I keep telling them, you know, they, they hate him. Oh, you know, he was, and I keep saying to people, well, you got to remember that David Lee Roth left. Yeah. <laughs> Sammy Hagar didn't undermine him and get his job. He left. Um, and you know, everyone knows the story just... how he, how Sammy was sort of talked into it, yeah. didn't want to go into it, he was talked into it. But yeah, it's but yeah. Getting back to your original question, mm. um, I've just and always had a thought on on making a Frankenstrat. Yeah. Um, and then I think it was in two thousand and ten or eleven. I broke my leg, um, and I had I had, it was pretty bad. I had two operations and nine months off work, so I was um, getting around on crutches with nothing to do. So I had a old guitar, and I um, it was an old Strat style, like Super Strat, and I pulled it apart and stripped it down and, and made a Frankie Strat. Yep. Um, which took about six weeks, to, um, you know, to do the paint job to to keep googling images and trying to print them off to scale or you know draw a copy and, and try and get it to get all the stripes right and the paint job right and how to do it and um yeah but in the end i got it and that that was sort of the beginning that i, I was showing friends and then a friend asked me oh could you do me this and oh well i don't know and it just grew from there yeah that's how, how it started yeah so i think i've probably done oh, i don't know Probably had a, a couple of years after the Frankenstrat, and then I did one straight after that, and then went back to work, and and probably didn't do anything for a few years. And it's just in the last sort of three years, I've sort of got back into it. Yeah. Um, I, was, I was in a band again for a little while, and that took all my time, um, singing and playing playing rhythm. Yeah. Because um, uh, learning guitar is is really hard. I really like doing, which is really hard for me to do. Yep. It's something I really need to work. I have to work at too. So that took all my time, and then, um, and as most bands do, that fizzled out. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I decided to. I wanted to build myself something. I wanted to build myself a Strat because um, I've never owned a. I've never owned a Fender. I'm a massive Washburn fan, which most people just turn their nose up at. But um, yeah. They're, they're seriously the most underrated guitar on the planet, especially the Parallax series, which I've got one of them. And my dream guitar is a uh, M4. Yeah. Um, which is my goal to build next year. So the M4 was that the, was that the um, the Nuno Betancourt. The Nuno, model. that's it. That's it. I. I don't know why. For some reason, in my head, I had I was thinking of Dimebag. Because that yeah, was the no, Dean, no, but no, they but, they were doing the yeah. Washburn for a while. They were doing his ML. 
Was it the MLC? Yeah, yeah. I think I think I think he was a Washburn signature artist, and then he went to Dean. Yeah. Yeah. So it was Paul. Uh, sorry, Paul Stanley was also a Washburn artist, and he went to Ibanez. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Chasing the bigger dollar. <laughs> yeah, and and well, basically, why I sort of fell in love with Washburns is I because I was such a big Hagar fan, and when he was in Van Halen, he was he was a Washburn artist, and they made two guitars for him, the RR100 and the RR150, like the RR stands for a Red Rocker. Yeah, yeah. And the 150 ha- and, and the 150 has uh, the double humbuckers and it has a, a Fishman pickup and a Piezo, I'm hopeless how to pronounce things. No one can. Piezo bridge. Mate, I use so, them every day and I still don't know how to pronounce exactly. it properly. No one does. Piezo, Piezo, Piezo. And it has two, two output jacks. So you plug it in one and you've got an electric guitar and you plug it in the other and you've got an acoustic guitar. And I I sort of always, and it's in a Les Paul shape. And I always wanted one, um, and obviously a red one. Um, and I actually found one in Miami on eBay USA and I got it for 150 bucks. Oh, wow. And, and then he wouldn't ship to Australia, so I got it sent to a guy I went to who was an exchange student here in Australia who I'm friends with on Facebook. I got it sent to him and then he got it sent, he sent it to me at obviously my expense. So I got it landed here for like under $400. And when I got it, it turned out to be a Washburn custom shop model. Oh, jeez. And it's literally the most spectacular guitar I've ever played. <laughs> and again, I haven't played many. Um, but And then I've, I've got guys who are, I've let play it who are, you know, have some really expensive guitars and they're just so blown away by the action and, the, and the, how fast the neck is. And yeah, so that's how I sort of became a Washburn fan and so all my acoustic guitars are Washburn um, I have one Parallax guitar but it, and then all the rest are handmade oh you love your washies <laughs> yeah I, they're just value for money mate. they're just yeah, value for money well I think a lot of people forget that, that Washburn's actually been around for over 100 years too I think it started in 1880 something it's a, it's 1883 a, yeah it's a very very yeah. very old com- company um, yeah. Is it? Does it predate Gibson? I beg your pardon. Does it predate Gibson? I think Gibson was eighteen ninety. I believe it does. I believe it does. Um, it was George. Uh, George um, Washburn Lyon was the guy's name. Washburn mm. was his middle name. Mm. Um, he uh, started making guitars and selling them door to door. That's how. That's how he started off in Chicago. That's how it started off, and they sort of hit their peak in the eighties in the in the hair metal, yeah, um, hair metal days, and, and uh, they were brought out by the uh, was it the American Music Corporation? Uh, I think they think old now that they own pretty much everything, yeah. everything Gibson doesn't. Scary. Um, yeah, so that's all right. You don't have to worry about Gibson. They're going into building record players now, not so much guitars, aren't they? So yeah, actually, I, I bought a. A Sunburst Les Paul. Um, when was that? Probably 2012. Yeah. When I had my broken leg, I, I so when I went back to work, and I I thought I really wanted one. Mm. I thought I did. 
mate, that thing would not stay in tune. Oh. I was continuously adjusting the thrust rod. Yeah. I was changing the nut. I was driving that. I sort of learnt a bit of Luthery yeah. with that guitar because it was so crap. Oh. And, and I ended up selling it. It's heartbreaking, isn't it? It's, I think and my, it was bloody expensive. See, my, my, admittedly, my pride and joy, I've got a 19, a 1991 um, Les Paul. Um, yep. And it's just it's just a sta- it's just a standard standard Les yep. Paul. Um, I couldn't believe it. It actually was a first uh, wedding anniversary gift from my wife. Wow. Um, you know, and all she got was a nice ring. <laughs> you know, that's impressive. <laughs> you know, and I seeing this thing, and it's it was just something that I'd you know I'd always always wanted. And I, the funny thing is though that that I'm in many ways I'm. I'm I'm the opposite. I, um, to me, that guitar is that particular guitar has got the best. It's just got the best sounding pickups of any guitar I've ever played in my life. And I'm not, look, I'm not a, a guitar aficionado. I'm, I mean, I, I love I love golf ball pickups. What do I know? You know what I mean? It's, mm. it's to me, super low powered pickups are, are, are my are my thing at the moment. I absolutely love them because I just love that. That hound dog Taylor tone and that you know yes. I've, I've got, kind of gone to that, but that the guitar itself, uh, it's heavy, it's cumbersome. You can't mm. you can't get up, and not that I'm a lead player, I'm not a lead player anyway. But if I do want to get up 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 into the dusty area of the board, it's it's difficult. Yes. Um, I don't like the neck much, but the Chunky. sound, yeah. But the sound, it's just. Yeah. If I could get, if I could actually get the sound of that guitar in my strap, I've got a Mexican strap, uh, of which I absolutely love the um, the the single coil neck pickup. I absolutely yeah. adore that sound. It's just brilliant. But yeah. if I could combine that guitar with the tones that that come out of, you know, my Les Paul, yes, I'd be a happy chappy, you know. Yeah, but yeah. as it, as it stands, I've got to admit. The Les Paul's basically, as much as I love it, the Les Paul's been sitting under the bed. It's been under the bed, I think, for the last four years in its, yeah, in its case. Become, it comes out like an ornament. Yeah, an ornament you smile at. Yeah, and it, admittedly, what I'm playing now is I'm I'm I mean, because I'm a, I'm amassing a collection of of old Japanese, you know, the old Japanese uh, Sakai's and the old, you know, the Tesco's and. I'm yeah. amassing a collection of those because I'm, yeah, I'm opening a shop and I just love them. Yeah. Sorry? The pre-lawsuit guitars. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well and yeah. true. Like the late 60s. Uh, the oldest one I've got's a 52. I think they call it an EP um, off the top of my head. I don't have it with me. So um, it, just a, it's just jazz. Like it's 1952 jazz Tesco. And okay. it's just... Yeah. It's... It is. It is just absolutely yeah. uh, just, beautiful. Just, just like silk. Yeah, but it's, no. Well, it's unplayable. <laughs> it's completely unplayable. Okay. <laughs> the only thing I did when I got it because it, it's only got four functioning tuners. The nuts missing. There's oh, a. Okay. There's a. There's a. Um, there's a nail in the headstock where the truss rod cover should go. So when I when I tested it out, the pickup had been pulled out. So I managed to stick the pickup back in. Uh, mm. I managed to wire it up very very just very basically because i just wanted to hear the sound of it you know yeah so i had yep. one string 
I had one string. I put the put, put the bridge on. It was just one string. There was no nut. It was basically <laughs> just held on around around the metal, you know, around the uh, the nail. Yeah. Yes, and I, I sat there playing it for half an hour, getting the most beautiful little little jazzy tones, just just up and down the neck, dun, 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 wow. dun, 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 you know, and it just um, and I haven't I haven't had the chance to um, I haven't had the chance to actually fix it yet, um, mainly because I, I'm I'm pondering it over whether or not to upgrade the tuners because there's only four functioning tuners I can't find anymore, so I'm thinking I might upgrade them uh it will basically replace them or and um at the moment it's got the neck pickup but there's a hole in the uh, a small hole because it's the uh it's a top mounted bridge pickup um but there was one of the pickups on reverb uh available for about 200 dollars. but admittedly as much as i love the guitar everything that that's the first bark from prince and he's been chasing the ball now for now, I'm actually pretty impressed. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I, it was. It's just one of those. It's just one of those things where I, I, I've got to balance the potential resale of the guitar, you know, with yep. my um, my duty in a way to kind of do it up really, really beautifully. But anyway, yeah. we digress. We're here to chat with you. We're not here to chat with me. Sorry, I could I could talk your ears off all <laughs> afternoon. Right. That's all I, I can oh, talk about guitars. Mate, I've got to ask you about what what do you find is the most challenging uh, challenging aspect of a build, start to finish? Um, the neck, without doubt. Yes. Um, I've only built a couple myself. I usually buy them, to yep. be honest. Yep. Um, because the ones I've made have taken so long. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's the, yeah, it, the neck is the challenge and the, and the initial setup. Yeah. You know, you yeah. can make, you can make it, they all look pretty. They all, they all look pretty. Yeah. You can buy a, a Chibson or a, anything off, off eBay and they mm. look pretty, but it's in the, it's in the setup. I've, I've got a, um, <clears throat> I've got a friend who is a professional muso in Sydney. He actually spends most of his time in Asia. He writes um, rock songs for um, Korean, Korean arts. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's, his, that's his bread and butter, and he's, yeah. he's done very well out of it. But he knows all the good guitarists in Australia. You know, he's marched with Tommy Emmanuel, um, marched with Diesel. He knows them, and he keeps pestering me. He said, bring me... Well, he, he wanted he wants Malcolm before the Malcolm goes to his owner. Yeah. To show these guys, and then I've done the um, my strat, the um, the burnt the burnt wood strat that I made. Yeah. Just recently, <clears throat> that one as well. But it's got to be set up right. If you're going to give it to someone who can really play, that re- it's really got to be set up right, and that's that's the hardest part. Yeah. And. And for the most part, I, I will do it to my best of my ability. And yep. then I've got a couple of friends who I will give it to to critique. Yeah. And we'll go back and forward, back and forward until we get it right. You know, sometimes we've got to ripple frets out and start again. Yeah. Um, you know, I, uh, get it get the tone right. But, the, you know, everyone's idea of tone is different. Oh, it's a personal completely. Of course, completely. yeah. Yep, yep. Um, and that I think that's one of the most difficult things for people who, you know, if you're building for yourself and you're just you're building your own guitar, you can take a year on the neck. You know what I mean? And you can't you can get it perfect. You can spend, you know, yep. you could spend upwards of, of you know, 
150 hours, you know, two solid weeks worth of work on a neck if you wanted to. But if you're going to sell it, you know, I, I think you've, to, to make any, um, and, and uh, what's his name? Ben Crow from Crimson Guitars, you know, just did a video um, just recently on it. And I, I talk about it ad nauseum about the, you know, a builder's value for money, you know, and how long, and the fact that, that so many people don't charge you know, we're not charging for our skill set or the time yeah, that's it right. actually I, I takes. that's right. I follow Crimson Guitars ad nauseum because they mm. are so good at what they do. Oh. Um, it's, it's just so I've true. Noticed, I've noticed that, they, that in the old YouTube videos they watch and their hand-making stuff, they have the thing flash up now that they now use CNC machines. Yeah, yeah. Because it's mad not to and that is my next step i've actually got a neighbor like literally 100 meters away who's an absolute geek yeah who's handmade his own cnc machine yeah Yeah. and he's just itching for me to bring him a piece of wood Mm. um so i'm going to bring him a test piece in the next month yeah um and if that works i've got a i think it's about a 105 year old piece of cedar Mm. That we're going to make a strat out of for oh, my wow. old. And I, this will be a gift. This this strat to yeah. a um, to my old guitar teacher. Oh wow! Yeah. I hope he's not listening because you don't want to ruin the surprise. <laughs> I hope he's not listening either. But, um, <laughs> yeah. So I've, I've already got the pickup. The, yeah. the, sorry, the guard, the fully loaded pickguard. Yeah. Know, with um, Texas Specials in it. Oh wow. Um, and I yeah I did I've done a lot of homework on. I do a lot of homework on tone, mm. of wood, wood tone. Yeah. Um, and cedar's a bit out there. Yeah. Um, so it, it's it's a very thin piece. It's actually mm. part of a clerk's um, in-tray thing. Yeah. Well, they use cedar on, on acoustic guitars. I mean, the sound properties yeah, that's right. for cedar yeah, must, yeah, be, but, must be very I've, good. Um, it's gonna be it's going to have to be laminated, like yeah. a couple of layers. So I'm, yeah. I'm thinking of... I'm sorry, I think I'm putting either a slab of mahogany in mm. the middle yeah. or something something heavy, something dense, yeah. just to get that tone to go with those texture yeah. specials. And what kind of yeah. a... What, so the, the thought then, if you're laminating, are you, one, are you a person who believes that the glue makes a difference to tone? Because I've heard no. a lot of people... Uh, I've heard a lot of people um, recently um, talking about the, the fact that they believe that the glue that's used... Um, makes a difference to the tone of a guitar. And they maybe they're talking about acoustic guitars, but a lot of people were saying that uh, an epoxy or um, like, um, what do we use? You know, it's the uh, your normal wood glue, PV, yeah, yeah, P- PVA. Yeah, yeah, PVA. That type of glue cures like cement, right? It really gets in. It cures really, really well, bonds everything together really, really well. It's a very strong kind of a glue. where But... It's, it maintains a certain amount of elasticity, um, from what I've heard. Now, the yeah, other thing is, yep, and yep. I've never used this song. I'm talking about this is this is not me saying it. This is just this is me spewing out what the, the information that I've heard on the super highway out there. You know, yeah. Um, of course, yep. The the other thing, of course, which is hide glue, and the reason a lot of builders prefer using hide glue, especially for laminating, putting necks onto bodies, things like that, is that when it when it dries, it kind of dries with a glass-like consistency, yes. yeah. and it. Tra- yeah. And the idea is that it transfers the sound from one piece of timber 
to the next yeah. more clearly yeah. and maybe with more clarity. So it's, it's look, I, think, I don't know if I believe it. No, I, I think that they that they have a point. Um, like we're getting back to your Les Paul. Yeah. The reason the tone is so good, like yes, the pickups are good, but it's that big, heavy body. Yeah. Okay. It's, That's the trade-off. It's, it's maybe one piece. Yeah. Um, and I don't care what anyone says. A one-piece body will sound better. Mm. And I think that's that's a given across the industry or across the the, the universe. Um, so I, I actually, to a point, agree with them. Um, however, I always go back to the point that not one of my guitars has ever been played by. Um, Eddie or Satch yep. or or a Tommy Emmanuel, um, where it's going to make any difference. It's played by real human beings, is what you're saying. You know, it's, it's real by real people. Played, it's not played by gods. Yeah, real 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 guys and girls who are you know who who are playing for for pleasure uh, to entertain to yes yeah yeah 100%, totally get 100%. It. So what's yep. the most what's the most enjoyable uh, enjoyable aspect of your build process? What do you love the most? Um, oh, geez, that's a tough one. <laughs> I, I enjoy all of it. Yeah. I, th I think, or oh, probably, probably the shaping. Yep. The shaping when you see it come together, and then when you're getting close, and your, your smile starts to get bigger, and as you're breathing in more dust or whatever you're doing, and then you just look at I'm just looking at a headstock now. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that I shaped the other day, and I'm looking at that going, oh yeah, that was that was spec that. That made my day when that worked out. Yeah. Um, so probably the shaping. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, I think that's when you can start. You can see it. You can see it coming together. Personally, I, I love my one of my favourite times is once I've got the body outline done um, and the neck outline done. You know, and 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 roughed in. Um, yeah. That's when I like to actually do that. Do that. That pre-assemble. You know that pre that laying out of yeah. all of the bits and pieces, and yeah. what yeah, could it be? What's the potential of it? You know that for me is mm. the the most enjoyable part. Um, look, coming up. Look, we're coming up to the end of the end of the um, end of the episode now. Um, I have two questions that I absolutely love asking uh, asking my guests. Um, sure. the, the very first one is, oh, gosh, which one am I going to ask first? Um, what's your top tip? If you're going to give a top, someone was coming up to you and say, "Look, I'm thinking about building, building guitars, uh, building electric guitars, or whatever." Um, can you give me any tips? What, what would your top tip be? My top tip would be patience, uh, which took me a long time to, to get. The other tip is YouTube. Oh yeah. Anything you want to do, someone's already done on YouTube, and and. The human nature is to be generous and share, so take advantage of it. That sounds very, very cool. I like the idea of sharing. That's why we do the podcast. The whole idea is to exactly. share out, oh, share just, our thoughts. In the, uh, on just on a side note, I actually donate one build per year to the local high school. Oh, fantastic. Um, and they <clears throat> they either keep it as, well, they haven't kept one yet. Yeah. Um, but they use it as a um, uh, an achievement award yep. to a music student. Oh wow! And I, ha and I have no um, no uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't choose that person. I have no input. Yep, yep. 
I um, let the teachers, the faculty at the local high school uh, do that because our local high school has a great music um, music teachers, you know, music section. Yep. Um, and they really, they really um, have inspired some really great, great young people to go on with music, including my son. So, um, yeah, I like to, I like to donate at least one a year. Well, I only donate one a year, I should yep. say. Um, last year was a PRS style guitar. Is that the one that's on your picture for the site on Facebook? Uh, the 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 dark one, the dark. Yeah, and there's the red thing. in the background. Pardon? There's the red in the um. There's red in the background or something. What is it? Where are we? Oh, here? it could be in the background. Oh no, the red. No, that's the strat. That's the bird strat. So, oh, okay. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that, that was made of a slab of pine that I actually took to with a oxy torch. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So right. that one. Look, I was gonna donate that one to be honest, but it's so good. I think I'm gonna keep it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Terrible. The very last question for um, for today for you: yep. If someone was to walk into your store, into your store, into your, into your workshop, sure. and ask you, and say, pick one thing. What's your secret weapon? What would your secret weapon be? A secret weapon. A secret weapon. It's not so secret anymore, but you know. Mm, creativity. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, you got to think outside the box. Yeah, yeah. I think it's hard to it's hard to, to settle on one tool. A lot of people think, oh, look, oh god, what's one? And a lot of people do. When I ask that question, a lot of people will say things like, you know, creativity or inspiration or yeah. you know, it's it's that type of thing. And it's and it's something outside of the tools, you know. And, but I think it is one. It may not be a physical tool. But I think it is one of the tools, and it's probably the most important tool in your whole shop. Because I think, yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. Um, you've got to, like, I'll I'll be doing something complete, like work related or mm. family related, or you know, and I'll just have an idea. Yeah. And and that idea might just bounce around in my head for maybe two years. Yeah. Before I work out where it's going to go. Um, yeah. So. Well, one more yeah. question, I suppose. It's interesting you said that. I'll segue into just a, just a, a final question. Where are you going to go? What's what's going to happen with with Dirty Bird guitars? Is this something that you can see in the future, moving into in more of a full time thing? Or I think all of us have a dream to be to do it for a living. Yep. Um, and before that, you know, being a, a in my twenties, gigging, we all wanted to be a rock star um, and do that for a living and reality sets in. <laughs> I still um, want to do that, but I know I suck, so, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm the same. I'm the same. I still want to, I still want to be able to, um, you know, sing like Sammy Hagar and play like Eddie Van Halen. It just ain't going to happen. <laughs> um, so, look, if I could get to a point where I could do it... Um, you know, I'm I'm 45. You know, I've probably got another. You know, God knows how many years in the labour force. I mean, I'm self-employed. Yeah. Um. You know, if I could get to a stage where I'm sort of just working very casually in the real world and and knocking out maybe you know 15 guitars a year, um, that'd be that'd be ultimate for me. Because uh, one thing I do not want to do is make the same thing twice. Yep. 
Um, if you get a dirty bird guitar, it is going to be unique. You will never make another one. And that's that's the way I've always approached it. That um, after I built the EVH, a guy asked me to build him one, and I said no. I only do it once. That's it. Because then you start comparing your last work to your new work, and then yeah. you start throwing out old guitars, or you start trashing new jobs because you're not happy. But and you, you want just to move do forward. One, you do yeah. it right once, and then you don't try and replicate it because we're not robots. You can't do it. Yeah. 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 So um, <clears throat> that's the other bit of advice I'd give to anyone having a crack. Be original. Remember, you're not a, remember, you're not a robot. You're not on a production line. Yeah, mate. Thank you so much. It's uh, it's it's taken a while to, to, to finally be able to get uh, get together to have yeah, this chat. Yeah, but it's been it's been worth it, mate. I really appreciate that you've taken the time to ask me questions. Um, I feel quite blessed. Um, as I said, I'm I'm a very small small um, small fish in a big ocean in the world of guitar building. There are some absolute masters out there, even some. In many in Australia, and, and um, if you're on Facebook, you should look, look up Electric Guitar Paint and Stain Finishing. Some of those guys on there, I'm a moderator there. Um, some of those guys are absolutely fantastic. It's just mind blowing what some of those guys can do. Can you so? Can you mention that again? It's uh, Electric Guitar Paint Stain and Finishing Group. Okay. Yep, if you, I'm pretty sure I've got that right. If you just put that in Facebook, you'll find it. Uh, it's run by uh, Melbourne Guitar Paint, which is a great friend of mine, Andy Metz. Yep. Who is, uh, he's not a builder, but he's a guitar finisher, and he's one of the best guys in the world. If you need a guitar painted to, you know, if you've got a guitar and you want it finished like something out of this world, Andy's your man. That's awesome, man. Thank you so much, mate. It's honestly, it's been a, been an absolute pleasure. And um, what we there's a little new thing that we're going to um, to start doing now with our uh, with our builders, and we're going to do a thing called. I'd like to start trying to do a thing called pay it forward, where with you guys, once you've had your interview, give a little bit of a thought, and uh, if you can swing uh, swing a couple of names uh, by way of the group. Um, of, of builders that you know, if you know any other builders, or again, like Andy Metz, if you think Andy Metz might be a, a good person uh, to interview. Yeah, Andy, Andy would be great because he's, he's extremely passionate. He's a he's a spray painter for a living, so he does cars for a living. Yep. Uh, he's, he's done some amazing like hot rods and bikes and and then, but his passion is is guitar refinishing. He's he's not a builder. Yep. He uh, he does a little bit of build. Like a little bit, yep. Uh, but not full builds um, like like other people. Yeah, yep. um, He's a hell of a nice man, and he really, really knows what he's talking about. So we might uh, we might get in touch with him, mate. But as I said, for for everyone else out there, and for any of the other. Uh, po- past guests if you are listening or if you know uh if you as a listener know anyone out there who would who you think would be uh a good interview um for the show um it doesn't matter whether or not they are here in australia 70 percent of our listening audience actually comes from overseas from the united states canada um uk um you know it's uh, i can find the time to you know to, to chat to anyone overseas in fact 
a lot of people that I have spoken to have been from overseas. We're definitely looking for more Aussie content as well. Uh, and uh, it's just been an absolute pleasure speaking to you, Scott. So um, I'll keep you on the line. Um, I'll just do a sign-off for the show. Uh, once again, thank you very much for listening to the Handcrafted Guitar Builder. Um, it's, uh, this is something that we are really pushing forward to make sure we've got a show every single week uh, for you now. Um, you know, whether it's myself or Mark Wilmot, um, taking the chair, having a chat to people or even to each other about what's going on out there in the guitar world. Um, if you've got any tips, if you've got any ideas, if you've got any even criticisms of the show, please don't hesitate to uh, contact uh, me at Birdwood Guitars um, or obviously through the group. So if you haven't joined the group, um, join the group. It's the uh, Handcrafted Guitar Builder group on Facebook. Um, Keep an eye out, have a little look. Uh, we are on Patreon, um, or you can become a patron of the show uh, as well, um, a sub, you know, and a subscriber. If you haven't subscribed to the show, press that subscribe button. You don't need to pay a cent to subscribe. Uh, if you like what you hear, um, yeah, just, just give us a buzz. Let us know how you're feeling. Uh, give us your five stars. That helps us with our iTunes ratings. And uh, once again, uh, Scott, uh, it's it's been a pleasure speaking to him. And it's guys, been great, mate. Thank you, thank you for the opportunity. You're most welcome. And guys, we will sign off from the Minecraft <laughs> Guitar. Bye.